Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Today Imanyana. I'm Alex. This is Nick. We're very excited to have you joining us this morning on a, on a warm morning here in Charlottesville, Virginia, of what promises to be a pretty hot day in Charlottesville, Virginia. But we are thrilled uh, for today's show. It's we're going to be a lot of fun. Nick, how are you doing And this we're morning? ready because we have hot coffee. I know, I know. You so, ready? You, you <laughs> I'm ready excited, yeah. I, I don't know if there's any reason to have a little chat before and let's just get to let's it. Just well, we're Jump excited, right as always, to be presented by Emergent Financial Services here on the Isle of Seville Network set. And of course, we are always powered by our good friends, Matias Yon Realty, Castle Hill Cider, uh, Miguel Anchit at Credit Series Insurance, and Forward Adelante, the premier Latino networking group here in Charlottesville, Virginia. We have a great show lined up for you this morning. We're going to be joined very shortly, like and momentarily, by mm-hmm. Taina Fayas-Tastro. She is the owner of Taita Specialty Coffee here in Charlottesville, Virginia. And later in the show by Leanne Petit-Clement. She is with Charlotte. She is the general director, I should say, of Charlottesville Opera. And, of course, Matias Yon from Matias Yon Realty is going to be joining us back on the show, I should say. He's going to be uh, joining us once again on Today Imanyana. Yeah, so and we have I, some grilling questions for him. Just- <laughs> we've saved questions. questions. We've yeah. saved our toughest Tough questions. questions. For him. <laughs> um, no, so it's going to be a fantastic show. Thank you all for joining us this morning already. Joanne Baxter watching the show this morning. Thank you. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to being here on here with you, Nick. And I say we jump right, in. right into it. Right into it. So we are excited to welcome to the show this morning Taina Fayas Castro. She is the owner of Taina Specialty Coffee. Taina, thanks so much for joining us this morning. No, thank you for having me. This no, it's we yeah. are glad to have you on. We are glad <laughs> the to honor have you is on. all is <laughs> the ours, honor is yes. all ours. Yeah. So we're gonna start to talk about coffee. I think we're gonna to drink coffee. First. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's drink some. And, I mean, she has this beautiful, um, like, it's the, the, where the coffee is made in, um, from Costa Rica, from volcanic ash. I guess you would call I mean, it's, it, I hate to call it a coffee pot because it's, it's too bandola. nice. It's a bandola. Bandola. Yeah. Bandola. There it is. I, I, said, I said it's too nice to call it a coffee pot. It's, yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. As I was oh. telling you, each one of those are unique, and they are made by hand. Oh, you're showing Sorry. these beautiful cups. Oh, oh and, the, and the scent. You got it, Judith. Aroma. Get the shot. <laughs> I've got it raised. You, everyone already know. <laughs> oh, he's got us. He's got us. Salud. 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 Yeah. Mm. Oh. It's very rich. It is. Yeah. So tell us about the whole process because you roast your own coffee. Yeah, I do. So I import also the coffee from Costa Rica directly. So what I do is I go to the farms. I visit. Well, one of the the owners of the farm is my good friend and business partner too. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is Diego, and he was the one who introduced me with coffee, uh, like one year ago. Um, it's just the hand of God uh, moving the uh, microphone. So now everybody can hear me? Yes. Yeah. yes. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so I go and visit some farms, and we select the coffee that we want to, to import. Mm-hmm. And then he does all the process for export the coffee in Costa Rica. And I do the process over here, like all the permissions and, and yeah. Wow, so it's, it's direct from Costa Rica on a farm that you personally yeah, know yeah, the farmer. Yeah, yeah, we know the wow. farmers, we know the farm. And, and I think the beauty of this is that we know the process and we value that. 
mm-hmm. like we know the people who is working on the farm exactly. so we try to pay the right price for those for those coffee bags mm-hmm. because i have to say i don't know if you guys have been have been in a coffee farm but no, no. well i would invite you next time <laughs> but it's a lot of work and mm-hmm. a lot of love that they put in those coffee farms mm-hmm. even you can see some of the farmers talking with the plants Mm, it's so funny because they are like, oh, hi, good like morning, buenos dias, hermosa. Oh, and so, yeah, so then when you have a, a cup of coffee your mind, and you have seen those kind of, of stuff, your mind change about coffee. Mm-hmm. You really like appreciate that coffee. And, how much work goes yeah, into work, yeah. what you're drinking right now. Yeah. So how did you decide to, to start Taida Coffee? What was, tell us a little bit about how you, how you start, started this journey. <laughs> Yeah, this is a lot a long story. Um, well, first I moved to Charlottesville like three years ago mm-hmm. because my husband he is from here, and at the beginning my English as Celia Cruz is not very good looking. So. Oh no, it's very good. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, well, I, what am I gonna do there? I want to keep working and I want to do something, but my career back in home it is in international commerce. So I was like, I don't feel prepared to work in a company or over here in the United States because my English is not enough. So I start to think and think, what can I do? What can I do? And this friend who I work with in Costa Rica, Diego, he told me, Taina, you should start to import green beans. And I was like, well, you know, we know about the logistic a little bit, but well, a lot. And, <laughs> and he already was exporting to Canada and Europe. Wow. So... I was like, well, let's go to try. And we try. We, we import some samples for some coffee roasters. And I visit some coffee roasters. And, like, I, I, I understand because when you, you show up in a, in a place and you say, hey, well, hello, my name is Taina. I am coffee mm-hmm. importer. <laughs> and I'm with my English. And, like, no one knows who I am. They were a little bit skeptical, and they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to call you later. Yeah. And we spent, like, maybe six months trying to, to sell the, the green beans. And then one day I was like, oh, you know, I give up. I, I will not be able. No one is going to buy me the coffee. Okay. So I have some and saves, and I say, I'm going to buy my own machine. And I'm going to learn how to roast coffee. Uh-huh. And I'm going to start to sell my own coffee. The roasted coffee. <laughs> yeah. That makes total sense. Yeah. So kind of, yeah, realizing that there was a niche not just to bring the coffee in, but to actually roast it yourself. Yeah, yeah. And I spent like six months. One of my good friends, Federico, he came to town. He stayed like a few months, and he teach me everything about mm-hmm. um, roasting because it's a science. I, mm-hmm. I mean, you will think that it's just put the coffee on, on, the, on the machine and turn it on a bottle. No. You have to know like temperatures and like the humidity of the coffee mm-hmm. and which process was that coffee um, processed. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and even the weather here when it's hot, oh, when it's cold, everything oh, changed. Wow. So he he was my teacher in roasting and and then after around six months, I start myself to roast the coffee. And yeah, here you <laughs> are. Wow, that's. Yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, MJ Arquette, thanks for watching the show this morning. Got some, got some, got some fans joining us uh, on, this, uh, on this fantastic show. So what would you say, I mean, does, 
what would you say is unique about or special about the coffee from Costa Rica? Is it is it mm. just the, the the land? Is it the, the work that they put in the culture mm. around coffee? What how, what kind of makes it unique? Yeah. So well, first of all, Costa Rica is a really blessed country because we have high mountains. And, you know, um, the specialty coffee. Mm -hmm. It is important the altitude, and Costa Rica mm. has ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we have eight different regions of coffee in Costa Rica, and almost all of them, they are in a high altitude. And the altitude is around 1,000 meters to 3,000 meters, I don't wow. know if it's, wow. yeah, wow. It's, it's, it's really high. So that makes really special that coffee. And also, in the land, we are a new land in Costa Rica. It's formed by the volcano ashes, so it's mm -hmm. really rich. Oh. Um, we also take care a lot of the environment. And we have an institution in Costa Rica. Costa Rica is the only country in the world who has institutions who um, take care of all the coffee farms. So they, regul re they make the regulations for mm -hmm. those coffee farms. They have the, the, um, everything working on, on the right path, right? So I feel like a, a lot is put into to make Costa Rican coffee is so special. Mm -hmm. And people, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, absolutely. <laughs> well, <the passion>. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. So is, this, is this how, just, I know we're jumping around, but I'm just curious, is this how it's traditionally prepared in Costa Rica with this type of vessel? So this one, the Vandola, became more popular since few years ago. But the typical way to prepare coffee is chorreador. Chorreador. Chorreador, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a weird name. <laughs> yeah, and so... Uh, my abuelita, I have memories of my abuelita making a cup of coffee on the chorreadores for all the family. So it's like a piece of wood, and then you put like a cloth back. You put the coffee inside, and then you pour the hot water. Oh, yeah. So okay. every house in Costa Rica has one chorreador at Chorreador, least. wow. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. I didn't know that. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. And, and this coffee really just... It's delicious. The, the aroma, yeah. the flavor. And I, I, I hardly ever drink it black. Yeah, I don't <laughs> drink this black is so good. Usually, yeah. No, but it's very, mm. it's very rich. Mm -hmm. Is that usually a, 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 a feature? Does that come from the roasting or for the beans or well, from both? For, from, since the plant was planted, it comes from there. Like, this one is Arabica mm. coffee. Okay. So, and this one has a, like an... I think so it's 85 or 90 points because a cooping person have to, to qualificate that coffee. Mm, so what we are trying to do is importing specialty coffee to Charlottesville and trying to teach people how to drink good coffee. Right. Mm. And so, yeah, the roasting also has a lot to do because, like, this one is medium roast. You can know how, well, I will never take up a uh, Specialty coffee and roasted really dark because I will waste all the flavors that you are yeah. you are tasting right now, all the smell mm. that you are um, perceiving right now. So oh, interesting. So, yeah. so you have to yeah, you have to be careful. Almost like the better the coffee, like the quality of the coffee, you yeah. have to be a little more careful when you roast yeah. to not kind of yeah. just kill it. Yeah, everything have to be careful since the plant on the farm. Then the person, then even the logistic for import the coffee. We import mm -hmm. the coffee by airplane because it's a specialty coffee. Right. And we try to be really careful with those beans. And then mm -hmm. here, uh, when you roast the coffee, you have to also be careful. When you grind the coffee, how you save the coffee when it's already roasted. Ah, so, yeah. Interesting. How you are uh, interesting, how you sort of store it. 
yeah. and transport so it. So how would you recommend, so let's say somebody buys a bag of Tiger coffee. Mm-hmm. How would you recommend they store it and then serve it? Yeah, so first I would recommend to buy the beans. Because, the beans. yeah, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. and then and have to be fresh roasted, like at least one, three, three days, one week. No more, because then you you waste all the, the flavors and the smell. And then when you store it in your house, maybe in a dark place, no really humidity, no in the, in the, in the freezer. No, uh, yeah. because I know a lot of people say, oh, I have good coffee. I brought this Keisha, that is a really fancy coffee from Panama, and I have been with this coffee one month in the freezer. I'm like, no! <laughs> so the freezer actually detracts the It's because the some, of the, some of the bags, they absorb the flavors from the freezer. Oh, so then your beans oh. are going to absorb also those flavors. Mm. So yeah, and then oh, I recommend the like a, buy your coffee at least every month. Depends how much you drink. Mm-hmm. But like try to buy a small amounts for every month and don't keep the coffee more than one month because you uh, will lose a lot of the flavors oh, okay and that makes total yeah. sense and of yeah. course you have the beans because mm-hmm. as as much as it takes another 10 seconds in the morning to grind your own beans <laughs> it's worth it yeah well, well especially if you have a fresh. grinder that does it for you i mean you're not mashing it up yeah it's not right? like you have to go like this in yeah the morning. You just stick them in the you know yeah. grinder and yeah. grind some fresh beans yeah <laughs> And to get that flavor, that's that's amazing. So what's it been like um, being an entrepreneur, taking that step and saying, I, I own my, my own Ooh. business? <laughs> <laughs> it's a roller coaster. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes I am so happy and I'm so proud of myself and my business. And sometimes I, I am in bed crying, <laughs> what I'm doing, what I, <laughs> I no one, no one cares about this, and I'm <laughs> never going to sell anything. <laughs> but at the beginning, it was like that. I remember those days when mm-hmm. I was like, no, no, this is a crazy idea. No, no, what I am doing, I should just find a, a, a job and do something like And But now I am so happy. I feel like all the, the people, the community from Charlottesville has been mm-hmm. like... Um, like supporting, yeah, thank supporting. you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like supporting Absolutely. a lot. Um, I mean, I love Charlottesville. It's a beautiful community here. It is. Like, it is. Um, they support your, your business. They try to help the small business. That mm-hmm. is really important. Um, but yeah, it has been like a roller coaster. Like sometimes I feel like, woo, And sometimes I'm like, wow, it's, it's so a lot. Hard. Yeah, it's it a lot. Me hard. And mm-hmm. to me, I always tell my husband because it's like, oh, you can do it. But to me, it's even twice more difficult because my my language is no English. So even right now, I have to be thinking about what I'm going to say. What to say. Yeah. <laughs> I would trust me. I would do the same. I do the same. When we switch to double Spanish questions, I'm going to be like, your English is trouble. I never think no matter what I, language I speak. Yeah, that's my problem. Think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't think. No, I mean, my father's Cuban and your English yeah. is better than my Spanish. Big <laughs> yeah. time. Big time. Yeah, but it's difficult. But it's... And then, then like all the permissions when I first saw that was one of the, ve- the first like um, things that make me think like, can I do this? Mm-hmm. But I started to talk with other Latinos, like uh, my friends Guajiros, they were amazing with me and they were like, oh, you have to do this or mm-hmm. you have to do this, you have to go over here. Um, because I was new, I didn't know. And, I, and, and sometimes my husband was helping me, but also he has his own job. So I have to do a lot by myself. Mm-hmm. And, some Latinos, they were supporting me. And, uh, no, the Latino community here yeah. supporting each other, especially business-wise, yeah. is so great. Yeah. I mean, just they're always 
looking out for each other and and making sure that everybody can be successful and 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 really grow their business Yeah. yeah and that is beautiful like they they help you like i told you i think so before and well i first bought the machine and then i was like okay now it's gonna be who are going to sell this coffee? <laughs> and so I went to Guajiros and I was like, guys, I have this idea. I am importing directly the coffee from Costa Rica. It's going to be um, fresh roasted for your business. And Harvey was like, okay, let me try some. And he tried. And I was like, oh, we like it. Yeah, we're going to buy your coffee. And I was like, yes, the wow, first customer. Yeah. The first <laughs> so that's a good shout out. Shout out to Guajiros, that, uh, yeah. to Guajiros Miami yeah. Eatery. If you, yeah. if you go there, order the coffee. It's, yeah. it's from Taina. Yeah. And if I do say so myself, I think they make the best coffee. I know, everybody likes his coffee. And uh, I'm like, coffees. oh yeah, that is my coffee. That's your <laughs> coffee. So you're, I think we should safely say your coffee is the it's best the coffee. It's the best coffee in Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to be, to I don't be mean sure. to insult anyone else, but it's I mean, just it's it's to our taste. Yeah, and know? then they add mm-hmm. a little bit of sugar, and that is the perfect. That's the yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, we are Cuban. <laughs> we need our sugar. Yeah. I, I do like my caramelized sugar. Uh, Provi Garcia Serrara from Spain, watching the show this morning. Gracias, Provi, mm-hmm. por escuchar uh, mm-hmm. al programa. Y, quizás, quizás unas preguntas en español oh, sí. para Gracias. <laughs> ¿Cuáles consejos tiene usted para latinos que que quieren ser empresarios, sí. sino que tienen ese, ese sueño de ser empresario. Eh, no tengan miedo. Uh-huh. Sí, este, bueno, el miedo es bueno porque nos reta, pero no se detengan ahí. Cuando usted uh-huh. tiene una idea o un sentimiento en su corazón de que mm, es por algo, eso uh-huh. no apareció ahí de la nada, tiene que continuar eh, buscando cómo realizar ese sueño o esa uh-huh. meta en una realidad es difícil pero es hermoso después sí. la sensación de saber que ese negocio es como un pequeño bebé y va a crecer uh-huh. y le vas a dar mucho amor y como un pequeño bebé va a dar muchos problemas pero no significa que no lo vas a amar uh-huh. y que no te va a dar la felicidad exactamente, exactamente. vale la pena sí, vale la pena vale la pena no, claro, claro que sí claro que sí ¿qué significa You know, ¿Qué significa para usted ser un empresario la, latina? Una, una empresaria latina, sí, yo, yo, de, yo Sí, decía. me llena de orgullo primero porque no hay muchas mujeres en, en el negocio. Muchas mujeres que tuesten café, que importen café, no hay. Sí. Es más eh, un trabajo de, de hombres. Uh-huh. Y soy, por ejemplo, tengo una amiga que tiene una hija y es, mi amiga es de Costa Rica y la hija fue nacida acá. Y la hija eh, me ve y me ve con orgullo. Me dice, tía, quiero ser como usted. Oh, y me encanta sí. eso, saber que estoy influyendo en, uh-huh. en otras mujeres, que podemos hacer lo que queramos. Sí. Y, que, y que siendo una latina, aún más, ella puede tener ese ejemplo de, wow, uh-huh. Taina vino de otro país con otro idioma, es una mujer y está haciendo un trabajo con sí. ayuda de, de, de personas, pero... Sí, claro que sí, sí pero, pero todos los empresarios de, de cualquier país tiene, tienen ese, ese ayuda de, sí. de otras personas. Sí. Entonces, y es importante, es, sí. es parte de ser sí. empresario. Sí, porque yo no podría, no podría eh, tener la empresa que tengo ahora sin, la, sin el apoyo de mi esposo o de mi sí. familia o de mis amigos. Entonces, siempre es importante, claro, solita no, no lo hubiera logrado. Uh-huh. Sí, y, y, y yo, para nosotros, yo creamos que hay algo de ser latino, latina también, que hemos superado 
tantos obstáculos y sí. dificultades con sí. la lengua, sí. con la cultura, que los, uh, los desafíos sí. de empezar un negocio, sí. okay, bueno, sí. yo ya he superado sí. tantos obstáculos, sí. solo es uno más. Sí, sí, creo que sí, creo que este... No sé si es algo de la comunidad, de los latinos, pero somos muy resilientes. Sí. Sí. Y muy sí. valientes. No, no nos da miedo. O sea, tenemos miedos, pero siempre los afrontamos. Uh -huh. Siempre vamos como, ah, es ok. Sí. Yo puedo hacerlo. Yo puedo hacerlo. Creo uh -huh. en mí y creo que lo puedo hacer. Exactamente, sí. exactamente. Bueno, no. Claro que, que usted es un, es un ejemplar para, para otros latinos que quieren ser empresarios. <ríe> Gracias. En nuestra comunidad. You know, we just talk about just being Latino and really just, you know, getting past those obstacles and challenges yeah. and how that, that, that helps because then you're an entrepreneur because that's what it is. Being an entrepreneur yeah. is like, all right, what's, what's going to happen today yeah. that I have to <laughs> get through and, and, and uh, overcome? And you have done a, a lot of that. So it's been, it's been fantastic. So, Diana, before we, before we let you go, where can people find you? Where can people get some of this amazing coffee if they want to brew it at home. Yeah, so they can find it in Guajiros, mm -hmm. my friends, and <laughs> in El Tío, it's another, oh, yeah, El Tío, El Tío. Okay. they yeah. have my coffee too, mm -hmm. and also we go every weekend to the farmer's market in X Park. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. Park, okay, yeah. Yeah, and we just start a new project with a coffee trailer, so... Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so in other words, we're going to have to have you back soon yeah. to tell us oh, how that's yeah. going. Yeah. That oh. is another uh, obstacle. So. There we go. There's always So that's good to know. So they can actually buy your beans direct yeah. from, from you, you. Yeah. at the XR Park Market. Yeah. Uh, that's sure. every Saturday at 9 a.m. Yeah. Well, now it's 8 to 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. Yeah. Okay. 8 a.m. to 1 so p.m. So go get Plenty of time yeah. to go out on, yeah. a, on a beautiful yeah. Saturday. Get some tired of coffee. This way you can you can brew it. And at don't home put as well. it in the freezer. No, yes, buy the beans Do and don't put, put it in, in the freezer. freezer. <laughs> thank the you so much, guys. No, no, thank, thank you so much for coming. coming. It. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank yes. you so yeah. much. It was a it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Uh, the oh. smell. I know, just the aromas and and everything. Are just it's interesting because so as we do our transition, it's always. I you always I always know when I'm enjoying something more than anything else, and my wife always knows it because I smell it more than I drink it. And mm. I did this in Italy when there was like a the best wine I ever had. I had a couple of weeks ago in Italy, and I would not take the last sip. I just kept smelling it because I didn't want to drink it, and my wife was just like crying. I was doing up. the same thing with this coffee. Yeah, like, like, you smell oh, it because you don't want to drink it. The aroma and just her passion and how much she loves what she does really just shines through, mm. which is what we love here on the show. And oh, speaking of passion and dedication, we are transitioning to, to, yep. to one of my other favorite things. Another ever. one of your favorite things. Yes, from coffee there, to absolutely. opera. To opera. So we are excited to welcome to the show this morning Leanne Petit Lemon. She is the general director of Charlottesville Opera. Leanne, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me. It's always so much fun. And no. it does smell amazing it in does, here. It does. It just filled up the whole it's, studio. It, it, absolutely, absolutely. <gasps> so, I mean, Leanne, I'm so excited to have you back because, I mean, every, every year around this time, I get to enjoy having... Last year was Caroline, yes. but uh, someone from Charlotte to, to sort of tell us what's coming down the pipeline. And I, I guess, first thing I got to ask, of course... 
what what are what are the mainstays that we're we're looking at this sure. season? Sure. So this season, I'm excited because well, I'm always excited about <laughs> opera, but I'm especially excited because we're doing two shows that have never been done before mm-hmm. at Charlottesville Opera. Um, in their 46 years, you know, which is amazing to me. But they're two pretty big endeavors. So the first uh, is our musical Guys and Dolls, which mm. is, you know, Frank Lesser's classic performance. I mean, yes. Sit Down, You're Rocking the Boat. Uh, you know, it's just Luck Be a Lady Tonight. Luck be a lady. So these are all, I mean, such great songs, mm-hmm. right? So that's our first, uh, our first show on June 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. And then, I'm sorry, 23rd, 24th, and 25th. I've done this wrong all Whichever one so is the far. weekend. Whichever is the weekend. It starts on Friday. Um, and two on Saturday and one on Sunday. So um, then we have Tosca, Puccini's Tosca. Oh, classic. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I can right. tell someone there's, there's, there's nothing yeah. like it, uh, really, truly. Mm-hmm. And it's a big endeavor for a company of our size, but... We have, um, you know, we have the people to do it, and we have the really inventive and creative directors and designers to make it work in the Paramount Theater. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm super excited, especially about our performers for this one. I mean, for both of them, absolutely. But these three singers um, are really incredible. Marsha Thompson is our Tosca, and she has sung it many, many times. And however, I recently learned she has never jumped. You know, at the end of Tosca, there's a jump, and yes. I won't ruin it all by telling we'll you about tell the you jump. We'll tell you why or who. <laughs> right, but um, but there's a jump, and so I, I asked her because the director said, "Is she willing to jump?" And so I called Marsha, and she said, "I've never gotten to jump. I'd love to jump." <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> and I was okay. Like, okay, so <laughs> she's gonna jump. Um, wow. Yeah, so oh, I'm super that. excited. That's just a little teaser. Uh, then we have Todd Thomas, who's Baron Scarpia, who's the bad guy, the villain mm-hmm. in Tosca. And Todd has sung this role all over the world. I mean, he sings at the Met regularly. He sings, uh, you know, in, in Italy and uh, you know, Germany, wherever. I mean, he's just incredible. And interestingly, one of the first summer programs I went to as a young singer, Todd was there. And I was covering the role of Azucena in, in another opera. And and he did this master class with us as young singers. And just an incredibly giving and passionate you know, singer. And now here I'm hiring him to come and sing at this company That's that I'm running. It's, oh, my gosh. It's, it's a really amazing feeling. So he's wonderful. And he's, he's sung Tosca uh, four other times already this season. So he's sung the role of Scarpia. And then we have Adam Deagle, who is a tenor who sings at the Met regularly and all over the country. Um, he's coming to sing Mario Cavaradossi, mm-hmm. and um, he'll just be incredible and also another wonderful human being. It's, I mean, it's one of the beauties of Charlottesville Opera. I think that, I mean, when you think of an opera in Charlottesville, I think people don't realize without, if they don't go frequently or, or really read about it, the world-class performers sing right. in Charlottesville Opera. Like, right. It's not... You know, this is the best we can do. I mean, this is world class performers that right. come in and and are at these like really classic operas that 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 people can go and see. Absolutely, and you know, for Guys and Dolls, for instance, uh, the singer who's coming to sing Nathan Detroit for us, he's currently in a production of Falstaff at the Met. You know, and so if if people saw the Met broadcast last weekend, they would have seen him as Bar- Bardolfo in Falstaff, and you know, he's having this incredible career but the wonderful thing about a summer program is that you know opera is generally done during the year so during the fall winter and spring Mm -hmm. so during the summer many of these singers who have these great careers have some time off and 
who doesn't want to come to Charlottesville? Exactly. I mean, it's a it, it really town. is. It really, what I've found over the past year as general director is that it's a huge draw. The, the city is mm-hmm. a huge draw for singers. Um, it's such a beautiful place to come, very welcoming and, uh, you know, arts loving, as you were talking with your last guest, very supportive mm-hmm. um, of the arts and of small businesses. And it's just, it's a great feeling yeah. place to be. That's That's absolutely, absolutely. Joe Stone, Bill McChesney watching the show this morning. Elizabeth Derpy says, excited for both of the shows this season. Yeah, absolutely. Same here, same here. And it's just, I mean, and one of the beauties, I think, we kind of, I touched on this, I think, last year with uh, Caroline as well. I love one of the things that you do with Charles Rob is you pair something that maybe for people who haven't been to opera before kind of is a little more accessible as last year yes. was the Merry Widow. Right. Sort of something to sort of get people who maybe are like, oh, sitting there for, th- you know, two, three hours watching something in a different language, people singing, I don't know if I could do it, but to say, all right, well, how about something classic like right. Guys and Dolls? It's, it's in English. Right, it's, absolutely. It's, it's musical. Yeah. I mean, it's New York. It's yes. It's Cuba. It's exactly. all that kind of flair. Cuba. I forgot about that. Remember, yeah, they go, oh, yeah. they go Cuba. to Cuba. A in, little uh, trip to Havana. They do a little trip to Havana <laughs> in, right. uh, in Guys right. and Dolls. You know, and those classic songs, Let's Be a Ladies Night, you get the yeah. advantage over the movie that you did an actual singer singing right. it instead of Marlon Brando talking it. Right. At oh, the announcement ceremony, he, there was a gentleman who sang it, and yeah, he sang it much better than Brando. So you can be guaranteed that it will be a better performance than that. Exactly. Way. And yeah. so it's something that sort of people can get a taste of what it's right. like and then realize how much fun this is. And, you know, I can take that next step to see something you know, historic like Tosca. Right, exactly. And, you know, and I will remind, you know, your viewers and listeners that the, you know, the opera is always translated. If it's in, mm-hmm. even if it's in English, we put the translations on the side of the stage that, so you can read along. But, you know, I've recently been doing these talks with several groups and I've said, you know, you don't really have to know every word. Opera is not about the details. It's a grand art form. You need to know Mm -hmm. the basics of the story. And then you need to just sit back and enjoy it. Let the emotions take over because that is what makes opera great is those Mm -hmm. singers pouring their hearts out and pouring, you know, their voices into this music that has been written and then have this full orchestra, you know, supporting them. There's really nothing like that. Um, and if I can just say one other thing, oh, yeah, no, yeah. you know, you're talking about, like, yeah. <laughs> well, you're talking about, you know, getting people to give opera a chance. So this summer we're adding a concert on July 1st and I'm super excited about this concert because it's going to be at Ting Pavilion. It's going to be singers. It's going to be orchestra. It's going to be chorus. It's, it's going to be incredible and it's going to be a little bit of opera, a little bit of music, uh, musicals, and some other music as well that uh, really might, I don't know, surprise people that an mm-hmm. opera company is presenting. So <laughs> I'll leave it there because I don't want to give mm-hmm. it all away, but uh, the event is called Arts for All Festival. Arts for All oh, Festival. Nice. Ah, yeah. Festival. Yeah. I like it. Um, yeah. And so we're inviting our friends from other arts nonprofits to join us at Ting Pavilion Wonderful. and do activity tents for kids and families. Um, there'll be opportunities for the audience to even sing along, maybe. Oh, so. Nice. And so it'll be more, more. I guess instead of one whole opera, it'll be more selections of, of different things. Yes, that... more of a concert, mm-hmm. and just to give people a taste of opera. Maybe they're not ready to go and, and commit to sitting, like you said, for two or three hours in uh, the theater. Although the Paramount is a beautiful place to be. It's a beautiful place to yes. sit. I was going to say, the part of the appeal of opera is that you you lose yourself in the performance when you're mm-hmm. there. Don't don't just watch it on the TV because I love the Met performances that you can watch on TV, but it's not the same. you got to go in person and get the story because I think this 
the the songs are wonderful and like Puccini and Matt, but Puccini is weaving into that. Like you're led to these right. great arias. They're not just mm. dropped out of nowhere. I mean, there's there's a story that leads up to it. And a lot of these moments, part of the reason they're so famous and so impactful is because of everything that's come before it and everything that will come after it. Mm -hmm. So make sure you put your, you have to be in that space. You're absolutely right. And there's nothing, I mean, I love the Met broadcast too, because I mean, who doesn't (laughs) love (laughs) giant sets and amazing singers, but you know what you, what you miss are having those vibrations in your chest that you Mm -hmm. get from sitting in a theater with operatic singers projecting that sound. And it's what happened to me when I was a child and when I was first introduced to opera was I, I heard opera singers and there was a physical feeling in my oh. body when those singers sang. And you don't get that in a movie, you know, mm-hmm. in a movie theater, but you get it in a live performance. Well, because Absolutely. another thing to remind people is that there's no microphones for an opera, right? right? The, the singers are projecting their own voices. So all the... The, the musical fluids as Berlioz described it the musical fluids like we love that phrase I love the, the, the musical <laughs> fluids that you're getting that that's all fra- that's from the performer themselves mm-hmm. so like the, right. the power of their voices is just unbelievable you know and, and balance with the orchestra is like it's an ex- it's, it's an immersive experience that's Absolutely completely right. raw mm-hmm. and organic right Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and with something like Puccini I mean one of the beauties of it is it's like a rich few dessert. people few people to have emotion in their music like, to the extent of Puccini. I mean, you right. don't. No there. one has and like emotion. Like you said, you don't Puccini. even. You, you will know the basic outline of the plot. Right. Right. And you don't need to be following all the words because you will feel from the music, from how they're singing, from the passion and what's going on on the stage, you'll know what's going on. Like Absolutely. you will be able to tell, oh man, I, I feel this, this pain or this, or this uh, joy or this tragedy That's and right. so forth. Which right, I, you don't have to know every word. You don't have to be able to. You can. You can feel. You can just what you're saying. You can feel what's happening. I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't mean go to, ahead. The only other thing I was going to ask is so. In addition to the fact that it was never done before, what was the decision behind Tosca? Because mm-hmm. it's so, a very ambitious opera. It is a very ambitious opera. You know, a big part of it has to do with the success of our community chorus last year. So last year, um, Michael Slon, who you will probably know well, is, he's he, going to be on I the think show. He's on yes. week. Oh, right. no, or in a couple week weeks. Soon, yes, okay. yes, in so April. He is um, an incredible conductor. He was our conduct, uh, conductor last season for us for Sound of Music, but he also helped us institute the community chorus for the opera. And it was incredible because these singers came out of the woodwork. I mean, and they're not just, oh, a singer who's like, oh, I kind of like to sing. These are people who have trained as operatic singers, some of them. And they they don't sing anymore uh, professionally, but they want to sing you know, together in this group. And there are some who they, they just have fantastic voices. And they've worked with Michael for a long time. So he established this chorus. And that's one of the things that you really have to have for Tosca because there's this act two... Uh, excuse me, Act One, Tadeum, that is the centerpiece. Mm. I mean, musically, everybody waits mm-hmm. for that, and it's like this wall of sound. And oh. over top of that, Scarpia is wailing away, you know, about how about how he um, is going to get Tosca as he wants her. And we really, the company didn't have that before that, and so Michael really helped us establish that. And we knew once we talked with him and said, "Would you take this on this year? Would you be chorus master for us yeah. and bring this Tadeum, um, you know, to life for us?" And he said he would, and that's wow. what's allowed us to do um, to do Tosca. Wow, that's, that's awesome! Yeah. Yes, yeah, it really is. I and forgot I'll, about that moment. <laughs> yeah, it, like, it is well, and that's it. People don't, you know, people think about VC Darte. They think about the jump. They think about other dramatic moments, but that is the m- moment that most people walk out and say, 
oh my gosh, Jesus. I was so you know moved wow. by that. And similarly for Guys and Dolls, uh, you know, it hasn't been done before because it's a pretty dance heavy show, mm-hmm. and oh, we haven't had a resident choreographer who could really, you know, man, it's hard to teach singers to dance. We're not dancers. <laughs> and we try. We really want to be, but we're not. Um, and so it takes a really special choreographer to to make that happen. And so last year we started using uh, Casey Turner, uh, who's local. Wow. And she, I mean, she had this magical language with those singers, mm-hmm. and they all walked out like, oh, I've been dancing for years. <laughs> um, wow. It was really so, amazing. And I think so, that's going to be fun. I think they're going to have a fun time they really are. doing so, some of the numbers and Dars and Dolls. Absolutely. Casey's going to do a great job, I know. So. Uh, that's, 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 that's amazing. So, uh, Rosalia de Rosalia Tardaro, thanks for watching the show this morning. She's liking the show uh, this morning. I know she's a fan of opera yes, as well. Yeah. As well. So, probably while she's. Uh, watching this more so where can people remind us of the dates and sure. where can people learn more get the tickets find out particularly for the um the festival sure so our season everyone arrives on june 4th and so you'll see concerts coming up starting june 4th but our main uh, dates are june 23rd through 25th for guys and dolls july 14th and 16th for tosca and july 1st for the arts for all festival, arts for all <laughs> festival. at uh, at ting pavilion Fantastic. And we can get t- you can get tickets on uh, charlottesvilleopera.org or the Paramount website. Okay, oh, Remember, so, charlottesvilleopera.org or the or Paramount, Paramount website. It's so easy, yes. and it really is easy. Yeah. It really is easy, and it's a beautiful... It's easy, affordable, it's family-friendly, yep. it's just, it's amazing. Absolutely. The, the location. I, I, I think, I'm, I'm so glad, because I think last year I was so sad I was out of, the, out of, out of town for Mary Widow. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to see both this year, because they both sound We'd amazing. love to have we, you. The We'd Mary Widow was wonderful. It was a I lot know. of fun. I was so jealous i yeah. was out of time i was like oh i wanted to go see that well as soon as it was announced like the season at this point i've we've as as you can tell my wife is indicating that if we see tosca we must also see guys and dolls but we're going to see both this year well, I, I think that's what one she for means her, by exactly excited, excited for, both. for both means uh if you take her to tosca i think she's well i told her, her she had no dolls. choice to see tosca right because if <laughs> it's puccini she has no choice i right. have to go yes but. it's going to be amazing and you know we also have education programs throughout the summer we'll have a final dress rehearsal that's open to um, to students oh, to come and so Wonderful. we'll do that through Boys and Girls Club, YMCA, awesome. other organizations. We'll have information on our website where people can sign up to to bring their kids. And that's just, you know, it's much easier to come during the day. That's at two o'clock. So people can come, maybe mm-hmm. watch the first act, and if that's enough for their kids, uh, but it's a good way to introduce them to opera Absolutely. Too. No, I yeah, really love what a- what you're doing at Charlottesville Opera, just really taking what is one of the great art forms of, of history, right, of our culture, and really making sure that the next generation and the people today can, can enjoy it and appreciate Without it. having to go to New York or these big... Right. Exactly. I mean, it's because it's a, it's a high-quality production. Like, you can't get better. Well, and that's... that's it's that's, interesting. You know, amazing. one of my board members recently told me that he he came to his first show just five years ago, and when he came, he just... What he noticed the most was how professional it was. Mm-hmm. And when he, he didn't expect that walking in, he's been a lifelong opera fan right. and has seen opera all over the world. And he said, I was just blown away yeah. that this was right here in Charlottesville. Yeah. And so the next year he joined the board and um, is just really a dynamic leader for us. But I think that's, I think that's a lot of people's experience mm-hmm. is that, oh, I didn't expect to get this in Charlottesville, you know? Um, yeah. 
But it's here, like so many things in Charlottesville, uh, such high quality. Yeah, it really is. It's a special place. To, Definitely. It's, it's a blessing to be here. Uh, Leanne, it's a oh, blessing to have you here. Oh, yeah, yeah, thank you. Like, that's the great part. It's, it's been be so here. wonderful. Two, two great comments for you. So Elizabeth Derby says, uh, excited for Tusta 2, gentlemen. That expand my musical knowledge. And Rosalia says, uh, I love opera. Tusta is my favorite. Congratulations, and it's beautiful to have a, uh, have a show to promote uh, opera. And then, oh, oh, she wants you, she, I think she wants you guys to also make uh, Pagliacci oh, one of these days. Oh, yes, I love Pagliacci. And I guess we have to, you know, I would like to do Cavalleria along with it. They're oh, often oh, done together. together. Yes. That was my grandmother's favorite opera. Oh, so really? I always think of her, yeah, I was, God rest her soul, she always loved, yes. that was her Pagliacci. number one it favorite. It does have this beautiful, I always think of it now because it happens around Easter, and the, the show oh, happens around Easter, and there's this beautiful Easter cantata that happens yes. in it, and you've got to have a great chorus. So... Yeah. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Oh, oh good. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Leanne, it's been such a pleasure. Well, I, thank you I for always having love me. having thank you on. Thank you for it's coming. been so it's great. Hard. I really appreciate it's it. It's always great to be here, and thank you all for your support, and I look forward to seeing you at the opera. Absolutely. Oh, we'll be there. <laughs> yeah. Great. Uh, all right. Oh, so, so fantastic. Uh, I love what they do. It's just, it, and it really is, it just speaks to the great community love. that this is that we have. Rosalie such. is saying that if, if they do Pagliacci, she will come. She will come to see it. From New York. To, she to will come it. down from New York. And I, yeah, I mean, it's just that Puccini is just so, I always describe him as a rich dessert. It's something you have to experience in person because you can't get the same. Mm-hmm. You can't get it. It's it. I mean, it's beautiful to listen to it, to recordings, but the experience of it is just completely so unique. Different. And he just had such a way of like communicating emotion, like Absolutely. through music. Absolutely, everyone should be just if just go if you can. Absolutely, just a hundred percent recommend it. I, Absolutely, same here, same yeah. here. More people loving the show. Mark Walters loving the show this morning. Uh, Medellin Torpeño watching the show this morning. Gracias, Medellin. Amy Hall, thank you for coming for watching the show. Fantastic, fantastic! Oh, from of... one great guest, man, this is going to be such a fantastic show because I already know Matthias. It's already is been always great. great to have it. From one great guest to another, we are super excited to welcome the show, Matthias Yon from Matthias Yon Realty. Matthias, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me for a second time. Oh no, it's, it's great to have you back. Fantastic to have you back. So, for those new to the show. Right, we're having, tell us a little bit about yourself. How you first became sort of interested in the real estate field. Well, we just listened to Leanne describing how we have this amazing cultural offering here in Charlottesville, and it just made me think um, back to when I moved here. That was in 2014, and I'm from Germany. You can probably tell by the accent. I moved here in 2014, and Leanne just described perfectly how I feel about Mm. Charlottesville and the area here in Central Virginia, and it's really that passion that um, I'm sharing with with clients. So if you combine that with service that I'm providing to my clients, um, that really showcases what makes working in real estate here in Charlottesville and Central Virginia so special. Mm. And so, yeah, if I had to summarize it, it's passion for the area combined with working with people. So I'm, I'm fortunate and blessed in that way. Absolutely, absolutely. So what, what's kind of the process like so for, for working with you? What, what if someone walks in the door, gives you a call, you know, says, all right, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, look, I'm a young person, I'm looking for to, to have, what, what kind of the process like? Well, it, it really varies. Um, nowadays, we have the added challenge of, you know, 
uncertainty in the market mm -hmm. or on a, on a global stage. We just need to pull up the news and we get overwhelmed by what is yeah. happening. And that does impact how people feel about major events in their life, like purchasing a home. Mm -hmm. You know, we know home purchases are driven by life events, and that is being influenced by market conditions. So right now, a lot of people have questions. And more than ever, it's our job as real estate professionals to give insight into the mm. specific local market. Mm -hmm. I am not a financial advisor, but I can tell people about the area, about Charlottesville, mm -hmm. about the different neighborhoods, how Charlottesville is growing, and how now we are also looking at surrounding counties. Mm -hmm. um, especially in my case, I'm, I'm very interested in talking to my clients about opportunities closer to the Blue Ridge, um, mm -hmm. Nelson County, Green County, Louisa County, all those counties are changing. That um, gives the counties also the, the challenge of, you know, discussing rezoning, but it also creates opportunities, a lot more developments in the area. So we are creating more livable space. And so when to answer your question, what is the conversation like if someone talks to me about purchasing a home here in the area or possibly selling their home? It really depends on the circumstances. Yeah, where they um, selling your home right now might make sense if your circumstances change and you move to a different area. Um, but the answer might also be um, maybe right now is not the best time to sell. Mm -hmm because you need to find a new home as well. And yeah. it might be challenging depending on where you're looking mm -hmm. to purchase. And now, the pandemic, it was a crazy and very interesting <laughs> real estate market. <laughs> and as the market was pivoting last year over the course of the summer and fall of 2022, um, people were uncertain about how that will develop into 2023. Um, how does it impact the real estate market? And again, the answer is it depends mm. where you are. Yeah. If you are looking to purchase a home in downtown Charlottesville, I would say even though the market is changing, the demand is still very still high. high. And we, st we see this. The spring market has begun for us in January this year. And depending on where you're looking at properties, it is a hot market right mm -hmm. now. So we are again seeing the multiple offer situation for properties in the Charlesville area. It is a little bit different um, if you go more into the countryside mm -hmm. right now. But again, you know, each, each market provides opportunities depending on where you're looking to purchase and where you're moving. Yeah, so it's, total it's an interesting conversation. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is. And I think that's one of the values is I mean, real estate is ultimately such a local um, market in the sense that, I mean, as financial advisors, right, we look at national pictures. But one of the things I can always tell you, right, is it's, it's different. You think of the stock market, right? The stock market in New York is the same as the stock market here. In other words, if, if Costco is up in, on the New York Stock Exchange and you go to buy Costco in your own computer, it's the same price. Mm -hmm. But the, you can't look at national real estate numbers and say, well, that's what it's going to be in Charlottesville. 
Because it's it's just you really need someone who knows what the actual market where you are is looking for. Does it does you know help say well you know in Seattle home prices are down? Well, that has no effect on on Charlottesville. I mean, certain things affect every interest rates affect everywhere, but in terms of the movement of the market, it's very much a local aspect. So I mean, what are what are some of the key things you're seeing in Charlottesville in particular, or Charlottesville Albemarle maybe for those who, who are in this, that people should be aware of? Well, Charlottesville is a very popular city. Mm-hmm. You know, we will always have UVA in the middle of Charlottesville or mm-hmm. Albemarle County. We will always be two hours away from DC. What does that mean for property values here? Well, you're probably safe to purchase a property in downtown Charlottesville if you're concerned about home value increasing or decreasing, Mm -hmm. right? Those factors play a role. Um, Surrounding counties, as I mentioned earlier, I think we are seeing a lot of change there. Louisa County, um, Fluvenna County, Nelson, Augusta, there is a lot of change. So... Our scope changes a little bit, and we are looking a little bit outside of Charlottesville. Yeah. Not only because, well, Charlottesville is exploding, and even with the current rezoning, um, I think we will see much more growth going along the 29 North Corridor mm, towards okay. Ruckersville, mm-hmm. Green County. Okay. But also, and we've spoken about this before, into the mountains. Yep. And that's what I'm excited about because, frankly, I believe we should all look at mountains more often. And <laughs> I can agree with that. There's, there's a lot of growth uh, in the Waynesboro area. Okay. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, Stanton has experienced growth in the past, and, and right now we're seeing this happening in, in, in Waynesboro. And some people might say that that has started years ago. But I think we, we're shifting our focus a little bit mm-hmm. and, and looking at the potential of those areas because we have to look at other areas outside of Charlottesville. Um, just a quick question because I know that you have a lot of expertise in second home purchases as well as first home purchases. Is that a different conversation with clients in terms of because I'm, I'm assuming that people who like to look at second homes near the mountains, are they looking for something different than somebody who would be buying a first home near the mountains? Is it a different conversation? It is because it... It changes the perspective on a few of the the factors that go into purchasing a home. In the the second home market, the daily commute is not as big a factor anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, If you own it at Wintergreen or somewhere along the Blue Ridge Parkway, Nelson County, Rockbridge, or just in the Stanton area, and you live in D.C., you're not looking at the two-hour driving distance as much because right. the entire idea behind the second home is a home away from your from home. home. Yeah, right, okay. Possibly mm-hmm. more quiet, more nature, peaceful, less traffic. So, yeah, it's a different, it's a different conversation. And, and obviously it also comes along with a different financial impact um, if you are able to look at a second home here in the area, um, chances are you're not as dependent on specific 
financing or, mm -hmm. or loan mm -hmm. options. So again, we are pivoting back to the to the market conversation. Is that to be a bigger factor? It it is. It remains a factor, but it always depends on your circumstances. Mm -hmm. And so chances are interest rates are not as important if you're looking to, to purchase a, a second home in the mountains here. So it depends on the circumstances. Yeah, that, makes, uh, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, one of the things I'm seeing more and more, which uh, I, I think you could speak to, so I mean, we, we, I think we very much live in a, in a do-it-yourself mindset age where people can be like, ah, oh, well, you know, I can do this on the internet. Or I, I now see like commercials from mortgage companies telling you, like the big national ones saying, you know, no, you can buy and sell your house online from us. Like, but I think there's still a place for the realtor. What, do you, what, do you, what would you say that a realtor, the benefits that a realtor brings to the table over the do-it-yourself approach or uh, temptation? Yeah, and, and I like that question because... Frankly, we have to ask ourselves, how do we create value mm -hmm. to, our, to our clients? Um, there are individuals that are selling their home by themselves without consulting us or using our services. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's certainly possible. But for the average homeowner, there is a lot of value in getting the guidance. Mm -hmm. And that's what we do every day. We, you know, develop our expertise. We we listen to the news. We we know the neighborhoods. We we know the market trends, and we have to understand how that applies to our individual client in the area. Can you purchase a home by yourself? Yes, you can. You can, you know, line up with a title company and an attorney. Um, you can drive through the neighborhoods yourself. So there is, that is happening, and we see it from time to time. I personally would suggest to get as much help as possible. Um, if you are working full-time, chances are you don't have the time to show your home right. um, every day when you're selling your home, doing it by yourself. So there is just value in talking to professionals about it. Um, we do this every day. That is our job. Happy to help, happy to assist. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And there's some audience questions actually for you here. Brenna Rice watching the show this morning. Thanks. So with, um, Hi, Brenna. I think thinking a little bit, she's thinking two, two kind of uh, questions. The first one, on the more on the investment side, so with rates where they currently are, I think that's something in a lot of people's mind. I know even not just Brenna, I'll get some people that ask like, oh, interest rates, I remember, you know, they, it was easy for me to think that a home was a good investment, Alex, when rates were two and three quarters, but now that rates are well, as the you know, largest investment and seven, most people, people mm -hmm. then they're nervous, is it still a good investment? Well, I think if we, when we listen to the news, we learn that a, the interest rates are likely not going up, but rather down. Looking at the bigger picture, the longer term, slow, slowly go down again. Mm -hmm. um, when is the best time to purchase a home? You know this saying: the best time is always five years ago, <laughs> and it <laughs> comes back mm -hmm. to the fact that it really depends on your circumstances. Mm -hmm. um, 
if you are looking long-term to invest in a property, um, either because it is an investment or because you're moving your family, what is the big picture? Are you still going to be here in three to five years? And I understand circumstances can change quickly. Yeah. Sometimes you can't plan for those mm -hmm. life events. But you have to base it on your current plan. Yeah. But if, if that is your goal, three to five years, then yes, I would suggest compete with the 15 other offers on this one downtown Charlottesville property because it might be worth it. You are planning to stay here. If, you know, if, if that is not your plan or if your professional future is more uncertain, then maybe that's a different conversation. So I appreciate the question, but it, it really depends on, on the individual client yeah. and their life circumstances. And maybe that, again, goes into your initial question. Each transaction is different. Mm -hmm. Each client just requires a, a very specific conversation, and that's frankly what what we deliver. Yeah, There's not for. one blank answer to to each question. There's a lot of conversation to be had, and, and frankly, that's what we can offer. We take the pace out of the transaction mm -hmm. a little bit. Our job mm -hmm. is to give guidance, but also to do the legwork. Yeah. The decision will be made by the home buyer or by the home seller. But everything in between, that's where our service comes in. Mm, that's where, yeah, it's true. To also, I think, kind of, you because you have the knowledge, you have the experience, right? You've seen the different situations people can be in. There's different circumstances. I think it probably also takes some of the anxiety out of it, in the sense of someone saying, "Or oh, if you tried to do this yourself, I." You know, how, how do I value my home? How do I figure out what this is worth? How do I do this? How do I know what's going on or in the even neighborhood? With home purchasing, you have to. Matthias do... is experienced with the with home buying with homes. He yeah. can look. He can he can offer proper advice. Like there's things that you don't know about houses. You know that that a realtor will know. It's just sort of and I mean just talking with Matthias because we we have a Thursday morning uh, <laughs> station C event. Like the amount of information that he that that that, that especially Matthias has on on home buying is just unbelievable. And you just can't get that just from YouTube. Yeah, and and you couldn't read enough articles to, to sort of like. To simulate a, being a professional yourself, exactly. Because you're doing. Purchase. I mean, when you're trying to sell your home, you have your own job. You're, you're, you maybe you've got some kids and so forth. You're not right. going to become full time realtor just for your own home. For one purchase. For one. For one purchase. Well, we have access to so much information. You mentioned exactly. YouTube. You mentioned Google. And sure, there's a lot out there that you can use to your advantage. But how does it apply? to your specific mm -hmm. conversation. And you mentioned the stress and anxiety, and that, frankly, what everyone feels, whether yeah. you're purchasing a home for the seventh time or it's your first home ever. You just got married and you're looking to purchase. It all, you always have some level of discomfort, anxiety, mm -hmm. and sense of overwhelmment involved. Yeah. And the more conversations we can have, the more legwork we can provide and take the stress away from you, the more smooth the entire experience. Absolutely. That makes total sense. So, I mean, in an environment like this, just out of curiosity on the, on the seller side, you know, say, all right, you're in your home, you're, you maybe, maybe you have to move yeah. for work or you're thinking, okay, maybe it's time for me, you know, I, 
I bought this home when I had one kid and now I have three. How do you even know about, you know, what kind of the process for you are? What is my home worth? Right? Because things seem to change on a day-to-day basis. Is that something people come and kind of talk, you work through with them to sort of figure out what this is worth beyond, you know, just what, what stamp the tax people put on it? Um, easy answer. You just go to Zillow and it gives you this estimate and that's your home value. Mm. That's it. No, <laughs> like that. I was oh, like, wait a second. Ah, something I don't know about that. Yeah, that seems too easy. <laughs> no, and and a lot of people do that. Um, mm-hmm. There's an algorithm in place that somehow magically gives you the value of your home, and so it's it's dangerous to just go by this one information. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of factors to go into that. You mentioned the um, the county assessment that. That is one factor that we look at, of course. Um, what's the tax value? But then we have to look at the overall trends in this particular neighborhood mm-hmm. and the broader area that we're in. Um, we have to look at market conditions a little bit. But then again, um, national market trends, how does it apply to your specific neighborhood? Oh, yeah. You know, there's a lot of noise out there. And the, the goal is to look at your property on the street in this neighborhood and how is this developing so Makes everyone knows yeah. we look at comms that's mm-hmm. what we do every day and it gives a lot, us a lot of insight into how will the value of your home mm-hmm. change in the near future how does it look in three months next year and how does it look today compared to two years ago and again two years ago we were in the middle of a pandemic so some of the numbers might not be applicable as much as we would like them to be because things change. But we mentioned this example of um, a UVA or downtown Charlottesville property. Chances are the demand is still that still high, high, even though we are easing out of that pandemic mm-hmm. real estate market. Is that yeah. something you expect to continue over the next three to five years? I always like to say Charlesville is always two hours from D.C. and always has (laughs) UVA. Some things never change. Some things just don't change. And obviously we are looking with big interest at inventory. Mm -hmm. How are the counties or the city of Charlottesville dealing with that consistent problem of low Mm -hmm. inventory? And, And sure, we might see an ease coming in the near future, but it will take some time for that to change. The, the rezoning that, that is happening at Charlesville is, is very interesting to observe in that context mm-hmm. of low inventory. Um, but to answer your question, yes, I think there will always be <laughs> high demand um, in Charlesville. And, and personally, I think you know, the more people look at the Blue Ridge and the county's between Charlesville and, let's say, Stanton, Lexington, that right. area, it's going to be, we're going to see a higher demand for that, which I, which I welcome. I want to share my passion for that area with that beauty, yeah. as many yeah. people as possible. Yeah. Absolutely. It makes, makes total sense. And I think that, that speaks, I think, to it as a machine, an algorithm, a computer, they can only ever look backwards. And it takes kind of the human touch that you bring to say, all right, well, this trend that the machine is looking at 
uh, that, you know, that 2020 trend, that might not continue. But this trend that the machine is seeing and saying and factoring in, that, that will, I think that will continue. Sort of that human touch to say, what, what from experience do I think going forward is going to happen? And what do I think is not going to be repeated? Because the, because the computer can only ever, the model only ever looks backwards. Zillow only ever looks to the past. It doesn't have the human touch that says, I, what, what do I see in the future? To, right. to do that, which which a human being, not that we're perfect, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you have a crystal ball, but you have the experience and the human intuition to be able to say, in this neighborhood, here's what I'm seeing that a computer cannot see. And I think we should combine what we have access to. Yeah. So the technology, the internet, and mm-hmm. with interest, we're looking at AI and how that is changing yeah. um, the game. We have all this accessible so let's use it to our advantage but at the same time still approach it with a human touch Mm -hmm. and that frankly is very important to me and that's why i'm affiliated with with wiley real estate a boutique firm that is local to the area it's not a big national chain obviously we are using you know social media and and ai maybe for marketing Mm -hmm. in the future and we get a lot of data from the internet. So all that is something that we use to our advantage. Absolutely. But I still prefer to sit down with a client actually in person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of value Continue. in doing that. And, and frankly, there's a lot of fun and just you know, importance in, in sharing that passion and, and sitting down with someone as opposed to just picking up the phone or let's do a Zoom call, mm-hmm. you know, if possible, that's how we like to do it. Makes total sense, absolutely. Alphatius, always fun to have you on. Before we let you go, where can people get in touch and, and find you? Well, I saw my name popping up on the screen. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but um, absolutely. Um, I have a Google profile, um, I'm on social media, not as much as I should be, but um, you know, always working on that. Um, yes, please, please reach out to me if you want a consultation, if you want to talk about your home or you're moving to the area. I'd love to share my passion with you for the area. Absolutely. Wonderful. Thank uh, you guys for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. It's always, always, always an honor. We're looking forward to having you back. Matthias will be back. I know he's on, back. he's on the calendar. He's on the list. Yeah, so. on the list. He he's, will uh, be back. It's been fantastic. Thank Thanks you so Matthias. much for coming. Thank you guys. Yeah, always, always back. Uh, I always learn so much job. from talking to Matthias. Oh, yeah, like no, he, absolutely. He, he has those insights and just kind of. And I think I, one of the things I appreciate most is to his, his calm. He's unfazed, I think, by all the different changes and stuff. He kind of puts them together and, and explains how it's he happening. He pieces things together extremely well. It's one of the things getting to know him. Like he, He's able to focus on the essentials and separate that from the noise. Very, you know, He's, he's very talented with that. Which is T. Which is T. Well, for real noise. estate it is because it's because of the fact that it's the biggest investment is you get all the junky news. about. It. It's the same in our business because we were just talking oh. about the – you were talking about Zillow looking back. The robo-advisors do the same things. why we can't stand when people come in with their profiles <laughs> and they're like, I don't understand why it's not doing well. It's because – you know, a robot looks backwards and it's not the same as looking forwards. Exactly. And you need the human to be able to say, like, 
this historical information is important, this historical information not is not, picture. right? Mm-hmm. What is applicable, what is not applicable, and then trying to go forward from there. And, you know, that's the value Matthias brings just every single time. I always, yeah. I, I pulled an Xavier and I smacked the microphone. So yeah, that's I apologize if you heard the smack. Um, exactly, exactly. Oh, this has been an amazing show. This was great. I enjoyed yeah. every minute of it. Just some fantastic entrepreneurs and, and organizations that we have. And in coffee. The community. And <laughs> fantastic coffee. Oh, coffee. I'm, still, I'm still thriving off that yeah, coffee. Yeah, I'm still it's like, still, I was uh, still feeling just the effects of it. Like, I know. Even just when Leanne and, and, and Matias were on, it was just like the smell. It's like, it's true. It just lingers. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. So be sure to check that out. You, uh, so just the, the, the three it's things. Our- if you're moving here, contact Matias. If you want coffee, go get some Tiger Coffee at the XR Park. Or Aquajiros. Uh, or Aquajiros or El Tio. Or, and last but not least, check go out check out the Charlottesville Opera. Opera. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Let's read some more great deaths. Tammy Tatum, uh, our local artist, going to be joining us, as well as Cheryl Council from Relax Seville. Loved being on here today with you. It's been Xavier, a, it's been, I believe, will be back Xavier, next week. Xavier, I think, is back long. next week. So you'll, you'll get some Alex and Xavier on next week's show. Thanks so much, Kevin. We got some great comments. Great comments. You Thank know, you, Brenna, great for questions, your questions. Brenna. Really appreciated them. I, I love how we teased Matias that we'd, that we'd grill him. And then Brenna actually was the one that came up with these very great intense questions. questions. F- fabulous. Great questions. Rosalia de Rosalia Tornaro, thanks so much for, for watching. Elizabeth Irby, some great comments. Just everyone uh, really appreciate you all watching us this morning of course always appreciate uh, merchant financial services being here on the isle of Seville network set our good friends at castle hill cider at credit serious insurance at matias young realty and of course forward adelante the premier latino networking group here in charlottesville virginia thank you for co-hosting with me two weeks in a row loved loved yeah. it Looking forward and to our next one. all six guests. And booking <laughs> all the guests. Exactly. Exactly. Really appreciate all that you do for today and manana. Really appreciate all that you and the audience do for today and manana. Be sure to like and share. Send us any questions, comments, people you'd love to feature, entrepreneurs in the community. We look forward to seeing all of you next week. But until that time, as we always love to close it out on the show, hasta manana. That was good. Great show. 